How's it going, everybody? Back to Benching and Bullshitting, episode 11. Excited to do this today. We had something a little bit different where we went live both on Instagram and YouTube. If you want to go watch that, it is up on YouTube right now. Before we get started, I want to talk to you really quick about the uh, press command 1K bench uh, panel that we have going on on July 10th. We're going to have 11, possibly 12 of the 1,000-pound bench pressers all coming together uh, for a live uh, Zoom more or less, where you guys can come on there. You buy tickets ahead of time. It's a fundraiser for the Culp Strong Scholarship for Young Powerlifting Athletes. You buy your ticket. You can watch us live. You can ask any of us questions, and then we will answer them for you on the spot. So I'm really excited to do that for you as well. That announcement will go up today on Instagram. Look for the Culp Strong Scholarship Instagram page, as well as my personal page. So let's go ahead and get started. We're just going to talk. We're going to talk about training, how things have been going, meets coming up things like that, and then answer as many questions as we possibly can. Um, that's my that's my biggest priority here. So we'll just get this thing started like we normally do. Uh, if we have any questions, drop them in. That's what I'm here for, unless you want to just listen to me talk and run my mouth. So, you have stuff to talk about today, though. Yeah, not, not too bad. Um, training's been going really well. Today was a... Very important day because uh, we have a meet in about five weeks. And I only have about four more training sessions as far as Saturdays go. And uh, so this one was very, very important. So today we handled uh, 1,400 pounds, which I haven't handled that kind of weight in probably five or six weeks, if not longer. I feel like it's been longer. It might have been longer. We have to count in probably like five or six workouts, but then we've been traveling so much. Yeah. That you've missed a lot of weekends. Yeah. So we had, it's very important to handle that weight now and get uh, reacquainted with it, so to speak. And that's what we're doing. So we got a, our first question here is, how much you weigh now? Plans of getting even bigger to press bigger weight. Well, I'm, no. first, <laughs> first I am five foot five, no. or what the military said, 65 inches, and... I can't get a hell of a lot more bigger than I am now. So, um, my, my eyes look puffy as hell. Uh, Could be the lighting too. Uh, benching did that to me. Um, plans to get bigger. If I get bigger, it's going to be through muscle mass, muscle gain. So I've been doing things like um, training biceps again, uh, forearms, rear delts, all the things I slack on or have been slacking on recently. More leg work? Leg work, stuff like that. So I'm trying to gain weight, but I'm trying to gain healthy weight, trying to gain some uh, actual more, some more muscle mass. Yeah. So if I, if I can, cool. If not, uh, so be it. I weigh about three, probably about 320. Yeah. As I said, we don't here. have a scale. He doesn't like keep track of it. So at Baddest Venture. Yeah. Was your last weigh-in, what, 324? 324. Three, yeah. A few weeks ago, I went 324. So probably 320 right now, as I speak to you. Is it more important to overload with max weight or reps? Uh, well, if you do overload, it's more or less going to be probably... Uh, so just overload as in, like, overload over your max, it's probably just going to be like a one-rep thing. Uh, reps, I don't know. It, for reps are good for developing... What what I use reps for is for developing work capacity and developing endurance endurance under heavy load. Say, so, but you do both. Like you're not taking light weights for heavy reps. You're taking heavy weights 
Yes. For as many reps as you can. So it's it That's very, very difficult. You can do that through limited range of motion. So I do like rack lockouts. I'm taking max weights um, and doing it for sets of 20 to develop muscular endurance under the heavy loads. Hello from Texas. Good to have you here. Any Panda Express? Oh, all the time. Not today. Not today. Today we went to a Chinese buffet. Close enough. So. Yeah, yeah I live. I live for that shit. <laughs> No question, but you're looking good, brother. You will always be my favorite. Armor. Oh, well, I'll be, I'll be damned. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm clearly uh, not in that shit anymore, happily. <laughs> and uh, thank you. <laughs> I, uh, there were parts that I enjoyed and parts that I, well, the, 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 really ra didn't. the <laughs> ratio is completely off. I, I hated like 99% of it, but I'm glad that we, uh, yeah, glad you were there. Hope you weren't one of the ones who stuck a gun at me through the window. That's all I'll say. Yeah, if you're his favorite armor, then he probably wasn't. Yeah. Because those guys did not like you by the end. Oh, so. Fuck them. Broke my number one rule. <laughs> do you do anything to strengthen your wrist to handle those big weights? Uh, no. I do, like, I've been doing wrist or uh, forearm work recently. Wrist rollers and uh, some grip training and stuff like that just to... I figure if my forearms are keep getting pulverized, pulverized keep getting not, I, I don't like using the word hurt or injured because I'm not hurt or injured. I'm just in pain. Um, you got to think when you're benching, you got cast wrap here and a compression on the shirt here. This is completely exposed during the bench and this can get pulverized and hurt very easily. I've not been working forearms for a while, so I feel as though... Um, it's lacking compared to like everything else I've been doing. So did you work forearms before when you were in poly? Nope. I didn't think so. No, but just now, so that's like developed over time. Yes. So yeah. over time, your your joints, your connective tissues will gain strength and size. I don't actually do anything to particularly to uh, build all that, but um, I don't know. I'm working on it. Let's see, I think you're about the same height as me, but like two of me wide, Matt says. <laughs> I don't quite think two of you, no. He is wide, though. Like, we have this backdrop because he has an ESPN interview tomorrow, and so we had to, like, get this, and it's maxed out. Mm. There's, it, it was very hard to try to figure out how to get it set up to where yes. two of us could be on here because he takes fun. up a lot of the screen. And Matt also said, speaking of weight, do you ever cut weight for meats? I haven't cut for a meat in like 12 years, 10 Since years. 220s? Yeah. Did you ever cut for, no, because 242, you were trying to stay in there. Yeah, I was trying to be a heavy 242 and I couldn't, my body wouldn't yeah. let me. So no, I, I never cut. I My three H's, heavy, happy, and healthy. Uh, I don't like the idea of cutting. If I'm doing all these max weights, super heavy weights, getting super fucking strong and being consistent, and the idea of dropping weight and sacrificing that, I'm like, oh, fuck that. I'll just compete where I want and <laughs> weigh what I want. Now, if there's a particular all-time world record that I want to shoot for, then obviously I'd have to, I'd have to uh, cut weight for that. But slowly over time, I wouldn't... Yeah, you're I, not going to drop 40 pounds in, I, like, a month. And I've never actually tried, like, a water cut, so I don't know how that works. So, someday, but not, 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 not for a while. How do you get your calories in? Well, 
If I can't eat my calories, I drink my calories. Get a weight gainer. Uh, mostly I've been using the MHP Triple XL 1350, which is delicious. The milk chocolate is just like, it's like drinking candy. Um, but I've recently switched just to have kind of different whatevers, higher, higher calorie, higher densities. I'm, try, I'm trying the True Mass from BSN. Which doesn't taste too bad. The milk chocolate's pretty good. I'm a chocolate. I don't like vanilla and cookies and cream and all that garbage. This new one smells good, too. Yeah. It smells really good. The True Mass is good. Um, I've also got one. I forget. I don't know. I went to the Manassas Nutrition Corner, and they have products there. And they had a weight gainer that was a clean. Like It was like a a clean weight gainer. Like leaner than most. most and it has like two scoops. is almost 600 calories. That's pretty high because uh, I usually take about six scoops per day. Six scoops of the MHP is like 1350 calories. And I think six scoops of this shit is like, is like 1400 or more or like 1600, something like that. So yeah, weight gainer, drink your calories if you cannot eat them. Let me see. ESPN, where can we see that? That is going to be... Damn it, I know where, but when. We don't, we don't. ESPN. Oh, yeah, we where, know where, yeah. ESPN 2, um, and that, uh, The Baddest Venture is going to air in August. It's going to have like a half hour segment in August on ESPN 2. If you want more information, message Tiny Meeker because I, I just, I just, yeah, don't we know. just know when his interview is. <laughs> that's it. That's, so. more, that's more comfortable there. I'm, I'm kind of leaning sideways. And don't mind the, uh, Backdrop. You guys are more tilted. Well, I think you had it over here for YouTube. Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm like twisted, so I just want to sit straight on like this. We have two different cameras going because we, we don't really know that much about technology, so we're just winging it. Yeah. We got uh, these little microphones, and they sound terrible, so we don't, we did not use those. Nope. Just sat them over to the side. What do we got here? Let's see. Again, I'm on here to answer questions, so please drop them. You have in. some YouTube stuff, too. All right, let's... Well, what do we got on Cody YouTube? Plum is on. He oh, says, Cody, what's up? Your forearms can get hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And then Benjamin Penley just wanted to say, thanks, thank you again for the seminar and getting me an almost instant bench PR two days later. Can't wait to start this next <laughs> meet grab. Oh, you're welcome. That's great. I'm glad I could uh, bring some value to the table. I don't know everything, but... Um, I do know a little bit about bench and if I can change something or give you a different idea on how to conduct something and, I, and you get benefit from it, that's, that's all I can hope for. That's yeah. great. Let's see here. Let's see. Sir, you're an absolute legend. Oh, I'm, I'm flattered. Thank you. Oh. How's your day going? Normal? Went to the gym? Had a good day? Saturday. Yeah, thank you for asking. Have you ever bruised your elbow bone in a poly? No, I have not because I keep... I make damn sure that the shirt is completely away from all this elbow bone mass right here. The shirt's back here. So I've never, I've bruised bones before when I was in the martial arts and stuff, when I worked at Belden Brick. But I've never done that with a bench shirt, so no, I have not. Let's see. Let's see. Aside from practicing a shirt, do you have any... Favorite bench variations for building your shirted bench? Yes. And I talked a lot about this at the seminar I went to in North Carolina. And controversial as it may be, 
Uh, I think raw benching is stupid when it comes to building a big shirted bench. Now, there's people that would argue with me on that. That's that's fine. That's why we're here. But uh, so a lot of the movements that I do, floor press, full range, close grip, board work, dead stop presses, I do all those things, but I use them with the addition of a bench tool, either an F8 Widowmaker, a Titan Supercharged Ram, whatever, all available at AndersonPowerLifting.com. <laughs> little little <clears throat> plug there. Use the cold, cold strong to save you some money. Right there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I use those because A, I can handle more weight, and B, I am protected as well. That's that's the that's the big point too is that I'm protected. Um, I, like I, I think I think I mentioned in my seminar, I said I'm not going to bench 1,400 pounds by doing close grip reps with three or four plates. You know, it doesn't make any fucking sense. So after a while, at some point, you really got to ask yourself, like, do you want to compete raw, or do you want to compete shirted? Do you want to build a shirted bench, or do you want to build a raw bench? They're two different things. So once I stop cutting, I, I, I cut most, not all, but most of the raw benching out, my bench went up. It's incredible. It's like 100% raw benching, because you still do a lot with like oh, what's up, the Widowmakers and stuff like that. Yeah, is, yeah. I guess it's not shirted. It's not completely raw. It's just not shirted. Correct. Not sh I have shirted and not shirted. <laughs> it's been that way for a while. Let's see. What are your favorite tricep exercises for bench? Um... That's like your most asked question. Well, that's a good question. Uh, I don't know. I used, I used to have a laundry list of like just like all the tricep moves, all the different bars, all the different angles. But honestly, recently I've been doing a lot of single arm pushdowns, uh, either doing like full range or setting the pin down to where I start from here and extend or I start from here and extend or I start from down here and extend. From dead stop, like extend, hold for lockout, stop, like dead stop on the the weight tree. Okay, then extend. So working one arm at a time has really brought me a lot of success because I don't have. I think um, unconsciously, because we're all different and we have different musculatures, but when you do two arms with like a solid bar, you unconsciously use one arm more than the other. I started doing like two arm. The rope is really bad for this. Um, but it was a good way for me to expose my own weakness. I was doing rope extensions and feeling my right arm burning and my left arm was like not at all. Like I'm using my right more than my left, whether I wanted to admit it or not. So I was able to address uh, weaknesses, uh, work one side more than the other. If I, this one was weaker, I would do you know, 20 extra reps at the end of the workout and just do that over the course of months. And you got ex hundreds of extra reps on that weaker side to bring it up. So single arm pushdowns. It's just classic stuff. Just lat bar pushdowns. Nothing like secret. Like people, I feel like everyone always wants to know. Like, oh, he's got to be doing one thing that nobody knows about, but you're not. <laughs> like, it's the most simple. It's just there's nothing proprietary yeah. about what I do. It's all just a lot. I come of on here. I answer questions. I run the Patreon. That I, I put up all my workouts. I go. I do these seminars like we did in North Carolina. Like I just, it's, it's nothing secret. It's just simple. Occasionally, I'll do like. I don't do barbell extensions at all. You're fixating your joints on a solid bar that's unnatural. Don't do that. Uh, I do dumbbell extensions so I can maintain a neutral, mm -hmm. natural joint alignment. Um, 
There's a couple that we've been meaning to try. We wanted to try the one that we saw that Westside shared. Oh, the Cambridge Bar. With the Cambridge Bar. Joe did those today. Everybody. Willis cool. did them too. Like everybody's fucking doing um, it. We saw it months ago somewhere else, and we never did it. And then there's another one on the Smith machine that we keep saying like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna do that." And then yeah. five hours into the workout, we're like, "We've had enough." <laughs> so, no. Um, uh, you know, reverse grip bench. That that's probably. Like the absolute biggest one. I'll just leave that there. Here's one. <laughs> what we got? Uh, your head looks like it is a mile away from the bench, at least when you demonstrated. Is it just the thickness of your back that causes this? And or is it even possible to put your head down? I can touch my head on the bench, but I'm physically trying to lift my head off, off the bench because that's how I was taught. I don't like the whole keeping the head back thing it makes it's that's so usapl can you move your head in competition oh yeah a little bit because like i found today when i was benching like i do the same thing like my head's up mm. but then like as i'm pressing i'm like pressing the weight and my head away yeah that doesn't matter okay the only feds <laughs> i was that, gonna ask you that when i was doing it then I was, I the only feds that matters is probably the, the stupid fucking ones like usapl and uspa every, every other mm -hmm. fed doesn't care about your head position cool let's see what we got here how to use the lats in the bench. Oh boy, that's a tough one. Just, you have to, I don't use them to necessarily like bring the bar down or row the bar down. I don't do, I don't do any of that crap. I use my lats and my back to maintain, we'll just call it my posture, maintain my arch. It takes a lot of strength and endurance to maintain a good arch under extreme loads for a long period of time. Uh, I just pinch my shoulder blades. And I, full, I isometrically contract every muscle, especially the lats and my upper back, and hold that the entire lift. When I do that, it's actually kind of a guideline for when I bring my, when I, when I tuck, I tuck at the top. I don't start flared and then tuck in the bottom. I, as soon as I break my elbows, I tuck a little bit, and then I ride that same tuck all the way down, and I can use my lats as kind of like a guideline for like where I should have my elbows, so. Um, that's just kind of what I do. Just make sure you're fully isometrically contracting the entire bench. Your back should be cramping after you bench, if you're doing it correctly. Do you think those bands being on the bench today is what fucked you up? Yes. Because, like, did you feel like it impeded how you could pinch? No, that, I didn't, no, not, not because of that, but because it didn't prevent me from sliding. Oh, you still slid, yeah. So, that, I'll, I'll, I'll get into that here in this next one. How did the 1405 feel recently? <laughs> How did it, well, I felt like shit, so I had to hand it, it handed out to me twice. So I got a, I got fourteen oh five the first time, and I had one of my friends just hold onto the bar just a little bit too long, so the bar started to tilt. And normally, a thousand twelve, arguably, yeah, like shit happens. It I happens can, almost every. I can correct it and wait for him to let go, and I can bring it back, and then to commit and then commit to it. But this time, a fourteen hundred plus fourteen oh five that happened i was just like it took so and much and then your foot slipped out and then my foot was slipping center, yeah. so i was like okay racket i can't correct this this is too much weight so racket i we, i explained what was going on and again that's a good like having a good crew that was 1400 pounds mm -hmm. over your face and it went wrong yes and not once did i feel like you were in danger at all no. like our guys just were right there yeah and then they're very attentive and they know what the fuck they're doing. Mm -hmm. So we correctly said, okay, we got to change that. Y'all got to let go at the same time. They know this. It's just been kind of a, 
ongoing thing for about a day or last couple of Saturdays. So we, we corrected it, took it out a second time, and now it felt like 5,000 pounds. Yeah. There was uh, no rest in between. You sat for like... Five minutes, maybe. Oh, yeah. I don't even know if it was that long. Not even five minutes. No, we took your shirt down, took your wraps off. You just got your breath. I don't even think you stood up off the bench. Nope, I just sat there. And then and until ready, it was time to put your shirt okay, back on. Yeah, put it back on. Yeah, so, just a couple minutes. So what happened on? So I, I took it out a second time, and it felt like five thousand fucking pounds. And uh, <laughs> we, I didn't have any sticky spray. I'm gonna talk about sticky spray for a quick second. Um, I always use sticky spray. I, I only used it up until the last about three years. The rest of my career was just chalk on the back, chalk on the back. Mm -hmm. And no amount of chalk is going to really, it's going to increase the friction a little bit between you and the bench. But when you use sticky spray, uh, you, you stick to the pad and no matter what you do, you're not going to move. And that is one of the things. It's I kept you safe. It's kept me safe. And I'll add to my list of about five things that's changed my career for the better. And uh, <clears throat> well, I didn't have any today. My can ran dry. I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, both of them. Like, everyone was out. Two cans. Time, yeah. We're like, ah, oh, shit. So now what? So I, I kind of went without it for a while. Even with just 1,000 pounds, my, one of my warm-up sets, when I was coming down to the board, I started arched. And then I could feel myself yeah. flattening out. I was like, god damn it. Fucking shit. So Your we, legs were shaking so much. Like, I've never seen... I mean, I guess I've seen you shake a little bit. The last time you did 1425, not that workout, but the next one, where yeah. you, your legs were well, shaking, yeah. your arms were shaking, that's what it looked like Well, my like CNS today. was fried. I also squatted for the first time on Thursday in like three weeks. Oh, yeah, so, my so legs, your legs were probably tired. It, it was belt squat, but it was still a squat. Yeah. So my legs were kind of sore. So I took 1400 out. We put two bands, where you run the bands lengthwise uh, on the bench to add friction. I was like, well, I have no choice. I got to do something. So we did that. And then as soon as I took the weight out, now you can't, it's not something you can visually see. I can only feel it happening. Again, where I was arched, and as soon as I started bringing the weight down, I started flattening out. I was like, oh, I lost my, I lost my prime position. But I was like, I'm going to commit to it. Fuck it. I can't, I, I'm not going to be able to take this again today. Came down to the half board, touched, and it was a grinder of a mother. It was a motherfucking grinder. I don't. I don't think any of us thought you were actually gonna get it, and then you yeah. just like because you stopped. You were like, you came up, and you stopped, yep. and I thought Joe was gonna tell everyone to take it, and then you just pushed through it. It was <clears throat> so what a what a bench. So that that happened. That pissed me off, <laughs> but but I still did it to a half board while losing my position. Mm -hmm. So if I keep my position with Sticky spray, I think we're in business. So. Yeah, to be able to do it, not beautifully, but do it mm -hmm. under shitty conditions yeah. just helps if you go to a meet and it's not perfect conditions. Yeah. You've already, you already know, hey, I'm strong enough to do this. Yep. Not in great position. Exactly. Good uh, confidence booster. Yeah, it was a confidence booster for <clears throat> me too. Yeah. As your anxiety riddle hmm. wife when it comes to these things. Keith Stitch is on here. What's up, buddy? Do you see yourself going back to poly anytime soon? Yes. Uh, the day, the competition that I bench 1,400 pounds, um, that's when I will switch back to poly. So whether it happens real soon or sometime this year, my goal for 2022 is to bench 1,400. Um, so after I bench 1,400, I'm going to switch back to poly benching, yes. And then another poly question is, 
And will 1200 or 1300 multiply ever happen? Well, I think the I think both are possible, but actually mm -hmm. I want to take a step backwards and I'm going to say that my one of my all-time goals is to bench 1200 in single ply. And That's I also on your board for this year. I don't know if you'll do it this year. Not this year like because halfway through the, the year tra the transition time then we're moving right. and uh, it's not gonna it's probably on not the gonna, board not gonna happen this year but it's gonna happen i want to go from my 1120 i want to bump that up to 1200 pounds i think that's possible that's probably about and i'm just speculating and i'm just trying to be honest but i think that's going to be about the top end on what a single ply piece of equipment can can bring you i, I think so 1200 well, pounds because we'll you you say that you're like, oh, I'm going to bench 12 in a poly, or I'm going to bench 12 in a rubber shirt, and that's it. And then you do 12, and then 13, 10 minutes later. Mm -hmm. And then four months ago, you were like, 14's the heaviest I'm ever going to go. And then today, you're like, well, 15. And then after that, we'll see what happens. Like, you just, you just keep raising it up. You just keep saying, well, now I think this. So you say 12 now. But who fucking knows? Buddy? I've made it public that I think a 1,500-pound bench is possible with time. I think it, I think it is. Three-quarters of a ton, I think, is possible with time and, and, and consistency. Whether it's me or anybody else, I, I still think it's possible. Let's see. Oh, Marlon's on here. All right, what's going on? Awesome 1,400-pound. Well, it was a 1,400-pound half-board bench. It was not a... No, I get also, what you're saying. I wasn't expecting you to go to a half board. I was going to call a half board, and then I was like, no, he's kind of tired. You didn't even want to go to 14 today. You wanted to do reps with 1250 yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, so I'm not going to push my luck because you finally agreed to 14. So mm. I was like, do it to whatever board you I want. Had, I had and then when you said half, I was like... No, half was in the in my head since yeah? the, in the entire week leading up to today. Gotcha. Were you going to do reps to a half board? No. No. Oh, okay. Wait, if I didn't go to 14, if yeah. I did reps, yes. Not reps with 14. It had been yeah. like like one board, half board, one board, half board, like doubles, like gotcha. double. To, gotcha, gotcha. That was the plan. Here's one here, too. How many times a week should you use a bench shirt? One day a week. Um, I think if you want to be proficient, you want to learn the equipment, you want to get good at it, you have to practice. Uh, the same thing was told to me. If you want to get good at juggling, you have to do it every day. And I'm not saying benching your shirt every day, but you have to be consistent. I never learned how to juggle, but... Uh, yeah, you have did to be. Did you practice juggling? I try. I try. You did the, the tissue thing, I right? I, I remember you doing that. Work. Yeah. Um, I respect that because of the coordination is just, even though it's such a simple thing, but like that's impressive to me. Side note: Speaking of juggling, have you seen the kid who juggled three Rubik cubes, Rubik's cubes and, and solved, solved them, them all while juggling them? Yes, I saw that. It's wild, wild. That gives me hope in humanity. It's so cool. It does. Things like that do. Other things, not so much. Like, if you want to stay happy, like, don't read the comments on that video. But the video itself was really cool. Seriously? Yeah, people are mean. But it's okay. Anyway. One day a week. At least. One day a week. Do you have any tips on maintaining consistent tightness during multiple rep sets? If feeling difficult to keep every rep the same. Well, <clears throat> tips on maintaining consistent tightness during multiple reps. I also want to know the answer to this because I hit, like, four or five... And this shoulder, like, wants to come Mus out. <clears throat> muscular endurance. Muscular endurance. As dumb as that sounds. Uh, you're, you know, there, there's differences. Do you have absolute strength? you have grinding capability, work capacity, and muscular endurance under heavy load? Those are the four things I work on uh, when it comes to training the bench. 
So what do I mean by that? So what I mean is when you train your back, when you train your legs, when you train your triceps and your bench, if you have absolute strength in all those areas, you're super strong, what if that strength only lasts a few seconds or one rep? Then it doesn't mean much. Now it means something for the one rep max, but yeah, if you're doing like reps. Yeah, on the platform that matters. Yeah, but if, if, if you need... You need muscular endurance under these heavy loads. So when you train your back, when you train your legs, don't just train the heavy shit. Train like a bodybuilder. Train sets of sets of 15 to 20, 25 to 20, 25. Um, you have to develop all parts of the musculature, not just absolute strength. Everybody's obsessed with just absolute strength, when in reality... You need a lot more. You need a lot more than that. You want to be a well-rounded athlete... Uh, when it comes to reps, I think you need more time spent with like high rep stuff and developing that endurance that you need, especially in the upper back and the legs. Absolutely. Matt, do you think using a bench band for max effort will carry over more to your polyshirted bench as much as it will carry over to the bench? Yes, because uh, especially one of my biggest things was doing close grip bench full range with a band tool. You're going through the full range of motion with a mechanically inefficient way to bench, because this is mechanically efficient, this is inefficient, right? That's why bodybuilders squat with a real narrow stance to recruit as much muscle fibers as possible because it's mechanically inefficient, as opposed to a powerlifter squat that's like shins vertical, sitting back, you know, you know, less, we'll call it torque on the knees and the muscles. Um, but you're doing a mechanically inefficient bench with a shitload of weight. That was one of the key things I did Leading up to my 1120 single ply bench last year. And Actually, that band is there to help protect. It's going to help protect you yeah. as well. Like I said, it's all about heavier weight, consistently heavier weight, getting stronger, and also not getting injured. And benching raw is cool and all, but I'm not going to fucking do it because why Why would I take that risk? And on top of that, I don't fucking care. Yeah, I'm totally honest. All right, Benjamin Penley. Hmm. In feeling the multiply shirt on Sunday, it felt like the layers were not connected except at the edges. Mm. Why aren't they glued together or some type of adhesion? Is this what complicates them? I guess what shirt are you using? Depends on the shirt because a lot of times... Like evil twins are laminated, right? Well, evil twin... Well, the, no, boss material. Oh, bosses, yeah. Boss material is two <laughs> layers laminated or glued together, which makes sense. But if... It, if uh, a lot of times you'll see katanas, you'll see F6s that have like stitching going down the sleeves. That's because they're trying to combat, if you have two layers on top of each other, they'll move. So it depends on what kind of shirt it is. It might have to be something that gets corrected. Send it back to the manufacturer. Hey, put some stitching on this thing. I guess that was the point of grid stitch, right? Grid and stitch, then that was, like reinforce it a little bit? That was part of the point and to reinforce it, but it's also, I don't like grid stitch because it's preventing the shirt from doing its job and yeah. stretching. Um, yeah. That's another reason I'm not a big fan of multiply. There's so many more variables of things that can like move and go wrong. Single ply is the way to go because it's one layer, so less complicated. Yeah, but I guess like it makes sense to not have them laminated because say when you're moving it, your top layer is stretching out first, your bottom layer is still like not getting as much stress. Sure. And then as that bottom layer stretches out, like they're stretching and moving independently mm -hmm. just on top of each other. Yeah. 
So that's 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 strange. I'd say either get that fixed with some stitching from the manufacturer, or he just... said it was the orange metal shirt. Oh, the orange. Ooh. We don't know anything about metal, really. I so... I've heard zero good things about metal bent shirts. I'm just gonna be completely fucking honest. Even the guys that were sponsored by them, they love the suits. They love the deadlift and squat suits and the wraps. Hate the bench shirts. They just they're can't make them. They're very fluffy. Like I wonder they're, what material. Like, it's a very odd material. Because they're like, it looks like a comfortable shirt to wear. Well, I tried one at one of Fabi's a while ago when we were in Iron Chamber back in like thirteen or fourteen. Mm -hmm. Very comfortable. Yeah. Very odd. Very very big. The chest plate's like this fucking big. Like, you can't even see my arms. Like, oh weird. Huge fucking chest plate. So the metal shirts suck. Just, just saying that. That's, that's... He's so blunt. <laughs> Any certain level to jump into a triple ply F eight? Well, I, ooh. yeah, you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna need some uh, definitely a strong underlying base of strength before you can mm -hmm. handle the kind of weights that the triple ply will allow you to handle. But I will say, just because a shirt allows you to handle certain weights, doesn't necessarily mean that you should. Yeah. You guys got to start thinking about bone mass. At and some tendons. point, and tendons because ligaments, all that people yeah. are snapping their arms in half because or people are blowing pecs in these shirts. Well, that's when they wear them too big. And I mean, it's still. I'd never heard of anyone blowing a pec in a shirt until these. Yeah, I don't know. And I remember like the shock the first time we saw it happen. We mm -hmm. were like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, just uh, equipment. What's happening? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I would um. I, I don't know exactly what your parameters are, how big, how much you weigh, but you definitely, and, and, and the biggest thing I'll tell you is work slow. Mm -hmm. Don't be in a rush. If you put 600 pounds on the bar, I'm just using an easy number, and it flies up and almost comes out of your fucking hands, and that's the most you've handled by like 200 pounds, don't think you can put seven, eight, or 900 yeah, pounds in your take hands. Take that and start doing reps with it. Do rep. Work slow. Yeah. Take your time. Don't be in a rush. That's all I'm going to say. And my comprehension of your benches are in gear or with slingshot in rams and all the all the ra all the raw work is mostly reverse grip bench just to make sure I got it. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly it. Raw work being tricep work. Precisely. That's exactly it. And reverse grip bench is just going to save your shoulders and pecs anyhow. Well, How do your hands feel right now? Oh, they hurt. Can't really I see just, it. I like saw like they're a little more red, puffy than yeah, normal hurt. when you were scrolling. They hurt a little bit. What's up, Mike? Good to have you on here. What's your opinion on equipped category? Should all band shirts be in unlimited? Well, all band shirts are in unlimited, unless specified. I guess all yeah. Oh, all band shirts. Yeah. Sorry, my brain shut down. I thought I was just thinking like yeah. all shirts. Yeah. Yeah. All now there are lifts that get put in as multiply, and that's shitty. Well. But for the most part now, I think open powerlifting is, if you put it in, multiply, they're putting everything in yep. as unlimited. Unless you specify. Unless you specify that it's single ply or multiply. Like, Which the meat to... director has to actually yeah. put that in there. So, yeah. Equipped categories are awesome, and band shirts are in the unlimited, no matter what. Cody says, the metal jack is built weird, the chest plate has multiple seams, I never got much out of mine, but I like the ace. Comfortable for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean people people that use them never had, like, complaints on construction or how they were built. It's just they just they couldn't get a lot out of them. The so you, like, you don't see a lot of big benches that way. The heaviest bench I've seen in a metal shirt was Vincent DiZenzo's 900. 
still a pretty good bench for. That's, a, that's a really yeah. good bench, but that, that's it. That's no thousand, no nine. Because all the other thousand pound plus benches were done in either Over, Titan or Overkill, SDP, yeah. Titan, all the other major brands. But yeah, yeah, Benson, Who an Overkill. Bendy. Really? Mm -hmm. I assumed it was an Enzer. His Sen Thirty One was a Overkill. And he, he did mostly denims. I think he did a couple in, in his SDPs, yeah, and then he went to an overkill after that. So. We found a video the other day of Jim in a denim shirt. What? It was just in the gym, I guess, when you were messing around seven. Mm -hmm. Right around there, you had just gotten seven, or you were working towards seven. And it's on Facebook, and it was in 2011, so it's like the worst video quality yeah. ever. But that, that was that, still kind of cool. Like it's not even good enough to try to post it anywhere because it's so bad. Dinosaur technology of 10 years yeah. ago. But immediately, like, you can tell, like, even with shitty video quality, I was like, oh, that's a denim. Mm -hmm. Like, nothing looks yep. like a denim. Let's see. How many calories do you eat? And what's your gaining tips? Um... It's not as high as you would think. I, I'd probably at around four to 5,000 a day, maybe six at most. We don't track it. He just eats a lot. He just had a shake. That's why he's sitting here burping. As long as I'm not hungry. If, I, if I'm hungry, that's a problem. Yeah. There's always, every, best tip, every two hours, get something in your system. Uh, every two hours should be a meal or a shake, or a meal or a shake. Every two hours. Now, if you're working out, that's a little different. You have to... You know, you don't want to drink a fucking protein shake halfway through. Uh, but you still get some calories then, I guess, because you're drinking, like, uh, yeah, but uh, drinks and... Intracarb, um, and what is your body armor? Body armors and yeah. gummies and stuff like that. But every two hours, you should be getting calories and protein in, in my opinion. And as far as gainer, for a while, when you were first bulking, you made fat shakes. That was a big mm -hmm. season of boot for a while. <laughs> 20 pounds in four weeks. That, that was pretty fucking awesome. That's when the CPAP really came in handy. Oh, it did. What's the reason for raising your head on bench? I've always heard when you raise your head, it makes it more likely to allow your shoulders to round forward. No, um, so I was taught how to bench by Adam Hicks and Tracy Weiler. And the idea was you lift your head up and you push your belly up, trying to compress your body. Think about com mentally compressing your body this way to push it up towards the bar. So head up, belly up to try to like compress towards the bar. Um, you also like to watch the bar come down. Yeah, I like to see what I'm doing, even though after at a certain, I arch so damn hard, no matter how hard I try to pick up my head, my line of sight eventually ends. And the last about inch or half inch of movement I, is out of my line of sight and I can't see the bar anymore. I have to rely purely on the guy behind me telling me I'm really, really close and just know I have to keep it in position and just let it go. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll, I'll dump it. So I'm trying to actually physically look. When's at the what last I'm doing. time you've dumped a weight? Oh, it's been years. I mean, like, keep that up. We're not out here trying to do that, but. I learned patience in benching. That's. Yeah. So getting yeah, because you'd rather just push it back up and yeah. not touch than go out of position. Instead of getting impatient and trying to like force a touch out of position and risk dumping, I don't do that yeah. anymore. I just keep it in position. If it won't go, I just push it back up. Yeah, which is extra important in these band shirts. Yes. Because if you dump, all of that elastic energy is just going to shoot your arms away from that bar, and that's mm -hmm. where all these big spooky dumps come from. Yep. Spooky dumps. Spooky dumps. <laughs> Never say spooky dumps to me ever again. <laughs> I'll try not to.
With the F8, do you try to pull the weight into you? No, I've never actually done that a day in my life. I just, I back off. I give more of the weight of the bar to the material. I do that with poly. I do that with band shirts. I just, if you and the shirt are resisting against, the, you know, you resist against the weight like raw bench, you can't do that in a shirt. If you and the shirt are resisting against the weight, it's never going to touch. You have to let the shirt do its job and open and stretch over your body. So you have to give the full weight of the bar to the material, mm -hmm. and then you and the shirt can bring it back up. You have to trust your equipment. Yeah, I've never rode a bar down in my entire life. Can you explain the way you hold the bar for reverse grip and how you lower and press the bar might be different to normal bench? Thanks. So I'll repeat that. What's the first part? Uh, can you explain the way you hold the bar? Also, that's that's sharp. Be careful. That's a glass cutter. Oh. It's for my disco ball. Oh, this part. <laughs> yeah. Oh. This part's fine, but that part cuts glass. Okay, what? Um, can you explain the way you hold the bar for reverse grip and how you lower and press the bar might be different to okay. normal bench? First part, how I hold it. You got, this is my barbell for today. You got pronated. Is this easier to see? <clears throat> yeah. Do you think? Got our screen printing spatula, because. You got pronated, right? Normal grip, pronated. You got the true Anthony Clark reverse grip, which I can't even fucking do, which is this. So when I hold the bar, I hold it between these two fingers, like so make a peace sign, and the bar sits right there between those two fingers, and I grasp it like that. And you, they can see your like his palm, yeah. it like goes around the bar and he's built this disgusting callus. Right there, it sits in that little de trench right there. And like that's that. where your hands hurt, right? Yeah, mostly. All that, all that pressure. Now, in that little crack. Right on that bone. It's not horizontal in the palm anymore. You know, wide, widespread like that, it's actually vertical. And that puts a lot of pressure on that bone. But that's how I hold it. Uh, as far as lowering the bar, you're, you're probably going to touch low on the belly. So I don't want to come up here like this. I want to come down here like this. Low on the belly. Is it like the same that. touch point when you're pronated? I always I always touch low. Even when I, when I was pronated, I always brought the bar low. Um, you're going to push in a straight line, just like that. And you're going to say tuck the entire movement. You can't physically flare when you do reverse grip. You're stuck here. That's the main difference. How long has it been since you've missed a lift because of strength wasn't there? I've never seen that happen in a single video I've ever seen you post. Is this because you try to leave something in the tank? No, I just... I When's the last time I missed a weight because That's of strength? I, I did. I missed um, at the WPO Bench Bash for Cash in Florida in uh, Boca Raton. You're 11, what, 85? 1185, my second and third attempt, 1185. I, I didn't have the strength to lock those out. Yeah. So, I, I do. I miss lifts. I'm, I'm human. I, That's the thing that we've talked about a lot, like, just between us, is nobody knows how many times you miss something. They only know when you get it. Yep. Like, does anyone actually know how many times you've missed 1,000 pounds in training? They researched. Yeah. But they only know... That you've done it. Yeah. I'm not a fan of leaving anything in the tank. I think if you leave stuff in the tank, you're limiting yourself. I, <laughs> I after some of these lifts, I'm on the floor for like 15 minutes. You did good today. You recovered mm. pretty quick. Well, it's because I'm the in a... The fan helped. The fan helped. I'm oh, not, yeah, and you're in a rubber I'm shirt. I'm not in a so, poly. Yeah. That helps. No, I. if you leave stuff in the tank too often, you're, you're setting yourself up to not be as great as you could be. 
I go full bore, yeah. full send, every fucking workout. No, no question. Mike says, earthquake bar for military presses is very important to me. Well, it's important to me, just not the, uh, not the overhead press part. I was part. like, what's a military <laughs> press? It's overhead? Overhead press. Gotcha. Amber uh, did those, though, with the uh, band yeah. bell bar. Yeah. I, I never... I don't do anything overhead, ever. Nope. I'll teach you how to juggle. <laughs> teach you my two- and four-year-old. Okay. That's cool. Cool. It's always been a thing I've wanted to do. You were pretty good with the tissues there for a hot minute. Keith said, I, I disagree with the leg part. <laughs> okay. I guess you can. <laughs> I respect that. I respect that. <laughs> I respect that a lot. Let's see what we got here. Doing close grip and a super ram, is this useful? Yes, it is. That's exactly what I was talking about earlier where I do full range bench stuff with close grip. Um, that, that was one of the things that helped me bench 1,120 pounds in single ply was doing full range reps with really heavy fucking weight while being protected by the piece. Best single ply shirt for 52 kilogram women with extreme... I don't speak kilo. What, what is that? Um, I don't know what 52... I don't know. 100, let me, let me try. 120? Is it 2.2 times yes. 52? Yes. 114? Oh, shit. Um... I don't know how long-limbed or tall or short that would make you, so, but I would assume either an F6 or an angled sleeve katana, single ply. F6s are built for arched benchers only, so it's a good option. Uh, katanas are built for flat or arched, so if you're arched, you have to get the AS or the angled sleeve katana. would be absolutely uh, banging for someone of your height and stature and arch. Do you have hair hanging down the other side? Yes, you do. That's my least favorite part of this mohawk is when he looks like a creep. Regina's about to crack a grand in an overkill shirt, too. Okay, good. Cool. Polly, yeah. good. Look forward to seeing that. Hope We're really excited to see who the next Polly thousand pound venture is going to be. Yeah. We're really keeping our eye on Duncan Hunley. Mm -hmm. um, he's a fellow Anderson athlete. Super great kid. Super nice. I say kid, but he's like 24, 25. Yeah, he's so 20. not that much younger he's than younger us. He's younger than us, so he's <laughs> but, a kid. Um, yeah, he's going to sneak up in a poly and be cool to see a couple other people do it too. Yep. Got to plug my phone in, y'all. Okay. This uh, looks so weird on Instagram. It's, it's fine. It is what it is. They're, they already know. Do you wear your F8 shirt as tight or small as you do single ply? No. No, I don't. Um, well, I, well, I have I mean, a, you do wear it smaller than it's like recommended i guess I wear, my 2-ply f8 is actually pretty goddamn small so but, but but there's no comparing the two it's apples to oranges as far as the construction and yeah. how they work so the answer is no um i wear my single ply shirts way tighter but i do wear my f8s somewhat small smaller than what's recommended to by the charts anyway yeah how many benchers do you have <laughs> Jesus Christ. I have like... Probably. If you mm, count polys, you probably have 12 or 13. I was going to say 14, so that's close. And then you've got four... Four F8s. F8s. So yeah. 18. So probably eight, between 18. Under 20. Yeah. yeah, not even 20, but close to it. Well, and some you have that are like loaned out to friends. Like we've got certain people wearing mm. a couple oh. of your shirts. So yeah. the ones in the house, probably 18. Yeah. I've lended out quite a few of my shirts as well. 
How fast do you go up in weight to save forearms? I don't know. I just go up heavy. Yeah, I don't, it just I don't, works up normally. I don't think about it. My, my, my forearm pain is like an afterthought. I just go up super It's going to hurt heavy. anyway. I, I know <laughs> it's going to hurt. Just go. I just full send. Don't give a fuck. Yeah. Just worry about it afterwards. I don't try to... I don't yeah. limit it based on that. I just go for it. A lot it. of like recovery tools and stuff after. <laughs> are you from planet Earth or Mars? I heard superhumans are growing there. Um, be cool if they were. I, no, I'm I'm definitely from Earth. You're from Earth. Earth. <laughs> I'm I'm just like one of you. Lame little Earthling. I make mistakes. I, I put one leg on at a time. <laughs> you put one leg on at a time. Pant legs. <laughs> Pant legs. So yeah. How often do you upchuck after a set? Well, it's not been a while. It's been a while. It's not been recent. Uh, when not I was, since you got the bucket. When I was in Poly. When I oh, was, yeah, that's probably the When switch. I was in poly yeah. benches, I would almost vomit almost once per, per week So on much Saturdays. so that, like, our friends, Amber, had gotten a bucket. It says, like, the Cold Strong Barf Bucket, and it's got, like, benchers and yep. puke. It's so, great. I've used it more than he has. Always RP, Teddy says. Very short. Oh, you're very short? Then, yeah. Uh, but I'd say either... A F6 or an angled sleeve katana, AS katana, would suit you very well. She says she's very short. Okay, I would imagine being that light, being short. Yeah. I should try equipped. Yes, you should. <laughs> Duncan is from, ar from around where I'm from. Yeah, see, uh, Tennessee or Kentucky, one of the two. Yeah, and he's in North Carolina now, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, North, North Carolina. Carolina. How do you feel about stick'em spray for raw lifters? I think it's absolutely... Uh, That's gonna awesome. help you stay safe, yeah. Uh, now, a lot of times, so the the fuck, I'm, I don't have a filter. The gay feds, like USAPL, Bro. USPA, I I they they don't allow it. They don't they don't allow it. They don't, they don't like it. They want to limit their lifters as much as possible. IPA, APF, the feds that care about their lifters want the big lifts, allow it. And in moderation too though like don't put so much on that it's stuck on the fucking bench and ruins their pad it's not gonna ruin, it comes off of alcohol and just stick out but like a lot of those same feds won't let you have chalk on their on well, their benches rps you know? rps is the one that Even i ipa like at baddest bencher you weren't allowed to have chalk on but anything. you can use all the sticky spray you wanted yeah. and i well, think they didn't say anything about sticky, sticky spray, spray is it. superior to chalk anyway no amount of chalk yeah, is gonna, gonna keep you. match what sticky spray can do um, I, I recommend it for all anybody that wants to bench heavy and be and successful. And also on your shoes, sure. because you never know what the footing. Sometimes it's carpet, sometimes it's rubber mat, sometimes yep. it's uh, YMCA gym floor. Like, yeah, depends on where you're at. Yeah. Also, this YouTube comment made my heart very happy. Oh. Uh, CJ Morgani said, oh. can, "Can one hire Kate to cheer for them?" During a big lift. Your benches are great to watch, but hearing her lose her mind is the cherry on top. <laughs> yeah. That's very flattering. Thank you. Yes. I actually hate hearing myself afterwards. Like, we're on video and, like, listening to it. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I sound like a fucking demon. Like, mute that. Why am I so insane? But I, I awesome. lose my shit. Yeah. And I'll probably cry. If I know you, even if you come up and you're like, hi. I'm so and so. I'm going for a record today. I'll I'll sob. <laughs> it, I'll cry. Yeah. I'll scream and cry for you for sure. When Tyler Butcher squatted eleven forty today in single ply, she was fucking crying in the gym. Crying in the gym. I'm proud of him. I'm gonna cry again if we talk about it. But well, that's, that's just... the heaviest 
single ply squat of all time. Mm -hmm. Ever. And he's our friend. This is so cool. I am going to cry again. Team Anderson. Ooh. With the big W. Gotta reel it in. That's a W. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> this is W. Yeah, that's what I did. See? This is weird. Mm. This is a bird. That's a bat. Oh. <laughs> Remember Batman? With the penguin? No! <laughs> what? Yeah. The penguin was doing it on the ceiling. He's like, he's like, oh, it's a bat. The with penguin his, was doing that? Weird, like Danny DeVito? Yeah, with his weird penguin hands. He was like, like that. We have to watch that again. Ugh, I don't know. The penguin one? Yes. And the, I know, yes. And the uh, Arnold's Mr. Freeze. That one sucked. No, That's my favorite Batman that movie. That was the worst one. With him and Poison Ivy? Yeah. Best movie. I guess they were told like, "Hey, you're you're supposed to be in a comic book. We're making this, you know." I, I, so that's why it looks so goddamn. And it cheesy. was so cool. Like Mister Free. Like, was he a bad guy? Yeah. Was he doing it for love? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Jimmy. I just joined the chat. Do you do much raw work with band tension? I don't do band tension on anything ever. Doesn't like. I, it. I like straight weight. We compete with straight weight for max singles. We don't compete with boards. I use boards. I'm just saying. We don't use box squat. We don't box squat. We don't uh, floor press. We don't do reverse bands and, and, and bat. we don't use chains. We use straight weight. Get proficient, get strong, get good with straight weight. And I, also with bands, like you've talked about before, they put you out of your groove. And that tends to well, like they'll, fuck it up. They'll pull. Are you talking about reverse bands or no? You're just talking bands, about like regular bands, right? With band they tension. pull straight down instead of letting you have yeah, that. Yeah, you know, we don't necessarily bench in a straight line. We have a little bit of movement, and a band is going to want to pull you down in one straight direction. Yeah. I hate bands. If I was going to use anything, I would use chains. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, very rarely, I will never use bands on a bench ever again. I think the thing that I like about chains is that they gather so differently, so it's like you have to steady. That's partly the point. And that helps, especially when, like, there for a solid year, before we had a good crew, every meet we went to, it was different people handing out, and you were constantly having to steady. Mm -hmm. And, like, that alone was half the lift. Like, it was so hard. Yeah. And so chains help train that, so it's not like a mind fuck when you... Yeah, but go. I... No, bands suck. I don't, I don't care what Westside says. Bands suck. What's the best sticky spray band? We use the Marucci. M-A-R-U-C-I. It sounds Italian. Marucci. I think it's called... I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, it's like baseball spray. It comes in a black can, red lettering, baseball bat spray, Marucci. Stick them, blows. Do not use stick them. Use a whole fucking can just to get a little bit of stick on you. Yeah. Stick um like it, oh that sounds like that's good. I think stick um is stick um baseball stuff too. No, or was it. that like designed for power? It's lifting? designed for lifting. It's, oh. And I got it at Dunham's. There was a Dunham's in Ohio. I was mm -hmm. like, oh my god, that's what everybody uses. Stick them. I got it. So disappointed. Mm. First time I got baseball bat spray. Yeah. Super uh, fucking awesome. It is hard to find the Marucci and stuff right now because it's baseball season. So like everyone has them. Yeah, how dare they use? Their spray for their own sport. For, for what Those it's motherfuckers. Um, this has this may have been asked already, but how many days a week do you bench? What program do you follow? Love watching your heavy ass floor presses. Two days a week, I bench. One shirted, one not shirted. I don't follow any program. I do my own shit. Yeah. And then, and then he's he did talk about reverse grip earlier, but he wants to know the benefit 
of reverse grip benches, do you do them often, all the time? I anytime I'm not in a piece of equipment, I do reverse grip for everything. I'll even use for reverse grip for some equipment as well. Uh, when? Benefits. I uh, just I bench 900 pounds reverse grip in a band. Well, Sometimes I, I feel like I don't pay attention to you. Oh, I'm so sorry. Hmm. My, I I completely. I'm gonna have to go back and watch I the Patreon yeah, stuff. I did a, I, I did a 900 pound reverse grip bench in a in a Widowmaker. Recently? Well, that's a couple months ago. Huh. Good job, bud. Yeah. I wanted to have unofficially or officially. I wanted to have the heaviest reverse grip bench ever because everybody keeps bringing up Anthony oh, Clark. Oh, yeah. What was Anthony Clark's? I think, well, he controversially did eight, but I think it got In a turned, shirt, yeah. turned down later. Did it really? Mm -hmm. Like after the meet? I think. It got overturned. I credit Ryan Canelli for being the first 800-pound bench. Because Anthony Clark arguably did it, but I think it got turned down. What federation? I don't, I don't remember what was big, but APF probably. Uh, benefits, um, it's all triceps. There's little stress on the pecs and shoulders. You are externally rotated. This is internal, this is bad. This is external, this is good. You're externally rotated the entire lift. You can't flare when you reverse grip. You're tucked the whole time. It's all triceps. That's the biggest benefit to it. Matt, I've never used sticky spray, but I think I need to get some because I've missed some benches from sliding on my own sweat. Dude, yeah, yes. that's what that's the biggest problem. Just get some now in, in the in the gym. I spray the pad because it's our pad. It's our yeah, pad. Who like, cares? At the and then meet, we can clean it off ourselves. Yeah. At the meet, you gotta spray your back, but don't be afraid to use a lot, dude. Get it? It will change your fucking life. I promise. Also, if you have training partners, like have them really dry you off before you go up. Like really dry it down, let it sit dry for a second, then spray it. Yeah. Um, once it's sprayed, like try to do it like last minute. If you spray it on top of your sweat, it's not going to be good. Gonna you work. have yeah. to be dry we first. We learned that the hard way too. Yeah. And use a lot of it. Mm -hmm. I should probably invest in fucking Marucci and, you know, like. It... Like stocks. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Maybe. We yeah. can look into it. Now, yeah. wow, we, we have so much trouble finding Marucci and then we're telling everyone to go get it. No. <laughs> Don't get it till I get some. <laughs> We have some on the way, actually. It's fine. Do you think it's viable as a single ply lifter to use a multiplier limited shirt for overload work? Yes. Now, will I say unlimited shirt to benefit your single ply? No. Uh, use the same material. Use poly and poly. Don't use poly and band shirt because they're so fucking different. Yeah. The only benefit you'll get from the band shirt, in my opinion, is going to be the extreme overloading effect and increased bone density with time. Yeah, and your CNS, like... Yeah. Um, I used to train with, you know, I'd have like three or four different katanas. I had my competition single ply that I would use to make sure I could touch a weight. I would t throw it in the closet. Then I would train with my double and triple ply katanas because I'm not wearing out my competition shirt. But the katanas, no matter if it's double, single, triple, grid stitch, open back, close back, all had the same groove. Different feel because a triple ply shirt feels different than a single ply shirt. But the groove is exactly the same. So I could continue to build my bench, handle heavy weights all, all the time, but not wear out my single ply competition shirt. So yes, in that sense, absolute benefit. Weston Woods, what's up? How long would you wait to train again after a meet? After a meet, I'm back in the gym two days later. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not going to, well, I think you should wait. I'm not going to tell you to do something that I don't do because I do what I do for me. And I compete on a Saturday or Sunday. By Tuesday, I'm back in the gym. 
And Mondays are a normal day off. Like, we just yeah. follow the same We schedule. always take Mondays off. That's yeah. normal. But Tuesday, I'm back in the gym lifting weights. So, yeah. Might be lighter. It might be a little different, but still there. Yeah. Matt says, without using accommodating resistance or reverse bands, is there any way to you would overload the bench with without just using boards? I mean, you could do static holds, that, I guess. That's the, if you don't want to use boards and overload, then you could do like 10-second holds at the top. So take like 2 to 250 pounds over your max, which is what I do, or used to do now, and take it out and hold it at the top and just breathe and have somebody count down from 10. Uh, that's one way. Or you could just take a really heavy weight that you've never handled before and just take it for a ride and see what happens. But I recommend putting boards in there to have something yeah. to aim for. Um, but static holds are something I used for a really long time back when I was like a teenager in early 20s. Even like leading up to your 1,000 pounds, like, but at that point when you're getting so heavy, like if you're going to put it in your hands, you might as well move it. Yeah, that's what I always said. I always felt like a fucking pussy. I'm like, I'm not just going to hold this shit. I'm going to take it down to a two board. I would have them put a two board in there. And then I was like, if I felt confident enough, I'm like, ah, fuck it. I want to be, you know, a pussy. Take it out of the two board. Not just like hold it. That's just me. Um, so, yeah. Complicated answer for a simple question. <laughs> it's fine. It's a simple answer. So if you only use straight weight, how do you program for your raw day? What do you do on your raw bench day? What would a typical raw day look like? Well, I do very little raw work anymore. And also, I just think it's fair to tell everyone, he, do, he doesn't program. This man doesn't even know what the fuck he's going to do in the gym until we're on the way to the gym. He just makes this shit up every fucking day. Yep. Like, it'll be the night before, and I'm like, what's the plan tomorrow? And he's like, mm, still thinking. All right. I so there's no program. It's just... Nope. I just go in and... I have, and I don't call it raw. I've, t I've taken that fucking wiring harness out, threw it away, I took this new one and plugged it in. So I, you're a machine. I have, no, <laughs> I have, vis mentally, visually, I have a shirted day and a not shirted day. I do not have a raw day anymore. I do raw work sometimes, but mostly I'm doing work with an assisted piece, a Widowmaker, a supercharged RAM, floor press, board work, dead stop press. But even such, I still don't have a fucking plan until I get to the gym. What am I feeling like? What should I do today? Do I want to go super fucking heavy? Do I want to do something different? Do I want to floor press? Hmm, I don't know. Yeah, what accessories have I been doing? I never know what the fuck of, I'm doing. What, what haven't I done in a while? I've never been programmed by anybody. I've never been coached, never been programmed. I do my own shit. And I wish I would have told myself that back when I was like 14 years old when I first started. I started, I wanted to be like Ryan. I wanted to be like Scott and Gene. I did what they did. I'm like, I want to be the next Ryan Canelli. So I do his training. In reality, the way try, uh, Ryan trains is perfect for Ryan Canelli. The way Scott trains is perfect for Scott Mendelson. The way I train is perfect for me. So. I mean, it still got you somewhere. They still taught you a lot. They did, but know? like, I did, I, I would do things a certain way and I would get results. But I thought it was wrong to train that way because nobody else is training that way. I'm like, well, even though I'm seeing results, this can't be right because nobody else does this shit. And I, and I would stop. And I wish I never did Go that. backwards a little, yeah. Just do what you do for you that works for you. Don't try to copy other people. Uh, you might have talked about this before, but has the raw record ever been of interest to you? Imagine holding all bench records raw to unlimited. Nope. Never interested me. 
if I ever compete raw, it's because I want to. Yeah. I'm not going to bench raw to please anybody else but myself. It also just feels more dangerous, which I know sounds insane because you're benching 1,400 pounds. Well, I, but... I, I would definitely have to start juicing. Yeah, I would and that, I, that's the part that scares me. Not like, even a question. I would have to be on Because we just don't something. know enough about it nope. that it, like, that scares me. I would have to, I would have to start cycling and doing anabolics, PEDs, people call them PEDs or whatever. Yeah, I guess. I don't nope. even know. And if I, if I ever do it, it's because that's what I want. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it to prove a point or to blah, blah, blah. Like, fuck you. I'm not. But raw aside, he does have, we literally have a goal board of, like, Single ply, multi ply, unlimited benches in four different weight classes, 12 records that he wants. He's got six of the 12. Yep. So there are still a lot of records. Even like that one raw record is just one record. That doesn't. No, raw, raw does not interest me at all. I, I want to do this sport. I would say I want to do this sport for decades, not just years. Yeah. And I, I attribute my 18 years of lifting. 14 years competing with zero injuries to being in equipment the whole time. Lifting raw is cool. I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Reverse grip, where do you set your hands in reference to the rings? The rings actually sit right here in the palm. So mo- most of your hands outside the ring, the ring sits right here. As in, when you cover the maximum grip width is when you cover the ring with this finger and the majority of your hands outside the rings. So in hindsight, I think majority of the hand outside the ring, the ring sits right here in the palm, right there. As long as the ring is covered by yes. part of your hand is how mm-hmm. it was explained for like APF and stuff. So. Oh, you're looking for variety, Matt. Cool. Okay. How often would you replace your competition single ply shirt? Well, the last one I used. I used for 10 months. I did this uh, at my seminar, or the last time I went live. 10 months. uh, With 10 months, which includes training plus four competitions. And I had zero alterations done to it. So if you break them in properly, there is a break-in process that you should do to break them in properly. Mm -hmm. I think they can last close to a year. With minimal tear of the runners here and there, just a little bit. You know, I've had tear of the runners super fucking bad. Depending on the shirt, too, love. This is for super katanas. Like, he can't speak to Inzer and all the rest of them. But for the shirts that he uses... Titan super katana. This is the longevity of it. Oh, Thomas said, Jimmy, he sent me the Marucci sports stuff. (laughs) Send me the link. Thank you, Thomas. (laughs) Thank you very much. Oh, we're down at the bottom. Fine, I got caught up. Cool. Man, I know this is going to sound corny, and you probably hear this all the time to the point it's annoying, but thanks for helping motivate me for sure to bench. That's not annoying at all. That's really nice to hear. Yeah. It's helped guide my training a lot. That's cool. I'm glad I can inspire. Um, If I can help anybody get better, whether it's indirectly or directly, through talking or messaging, and anybody on here, feel free to message me at any point. Brian, (laughs) you asshole. What do you say? What's your rubbish? What's your rubbish? I should have known that. I just, yeah, no, it's like, I don't even, I just say, like, I don't. The same guy, I don't know who the fuck this guy is. It's all right. Not, no, 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 this, okay. it's not a big deal. Right. Not not you, Brian. This one guy, I don't know who this, this, this weirdo is. He always messages me, or comments, as far back as, like, a year ago. And he'll comment, 
Mad respect, bro. I'm like, okay, you're a bro. Good, great. Um, but what's your raw bench? I never. And I, I always say I don't. And the thing is, if they stick around or do even like thirty seconds of research, they'll see. They can check your page, yeah. like the same page they're commenting on. Yep. Go look at the other videos. I, Listen I, to a podcast. I just. Too. I, I never. I, I used to say, oh, I used to be fine. Oh, one thirty-five. You know, I'm trying for one forty next week. Uh, or you know, now I'm just like I don't. My favorite, like I guess, answer to that is from the Talatis that like raw is easy. You bench raw every day. Any person on the planet can bench raw. Raw benching is the fucking bar. Amber. Huh. <laughs> um, yeah. It takes a lot more to get into a shirt. You know, anybody can raw bench. Well, all the t all the all the experts on TikTok would argue with that. Um, is the Marucci something I can get on Amazon? Yeah, that's you can get the you can get the equivalent. Just look for baseball bat spray. Matt. Actual Marucci was on there today. Dean ordered oh, what? two of them. Yeah, it's got a weird like the picture on there isn't the black can. Yeah, it's like a blue can. It'll be like a like can with like a guy with a baseball like swinging for a ball. But just look up baseball bat spray, and I'm sure you'll find it. Yes, yeah. you should tell him you're Rob. It's like it's at least one. Yes, just one, <laughs> just the number one. Now, or now I just, I just say you could just not say anything. No, I do. I, I, I just say I don't. What's your raw bench? I don't. Like fuck you. Like that, that's the only question you want. You don't want to know anything else. Like how do you train for this? How do you do that? Just what do you raw bench. All right. I know. Cool man. They just want to see what your strength is in relation to theirs. Very well. What bench tools do you like the best? Uh, the Supercharged Ram is a fucking nice piece. And the Widowmakers by Rob Farrell. Single loop, single loop, and double loop. Notice mm -hmm. I didn't say double ply. Uh, people get it twisted. They think that the loop tools are single ply, double ply. In reality, if you look at a double loop Widowmaker, hold it up, look at the chest. You have four layers going across the chest because each loop goes across the chest twice. So a single loop Widowmaker is actually a double layered piece on the chest. It's a pet peeve of Jim's. He was I'm just being, really I'm being specific. angry about it for a while. No, I'm just like, no, it's, it's at, look, look how thick the chest. If you have a triple loop tool. You actually have six layers. You have six layers yeah. across the chest. It's yeah. so yeah. Widowmakers and supercharged rams. Do you like the Widowmaker more than the Supercharged Ram? Oh, same. Um, yes, I do. They're stronger. They're, They're much easier to put on. Much easier to get on. And it's a simpler, much more simple construction. Much easier to get off. When I got stuck in that Ram that day and almost had a panic attack, I was like on yeah. the verge. I'll I wanted quote, to cry. I didn't want to bench anymore. Yeah. And then I put the Widowmaker on. And I was like, all right. I'll quote like, a, I can't better. directly quote. I can't remember, exactly remember, but I'm a big fan of Elon Musk and SpaceX. And he always says like, with his meetings with his engineers saying like, okay, what did we unengineer today? What did we simplify today? What did we get rid of today? So like you take the supercharged Ram, it's got the chest piece, it's got the sewed on arm cuff. It's very complicated. But nice I like, piece. I like that part of it because it mimics it a bench shirt more than any other tool out but there. But the Widowmaker is so much more simple in design and almost superior because of its simplicity and strength. Yeah. So there you go. They both have. They both have their qualities, perks. Yeah. I currently use a 61 F8. I wanted to go to a th up to a three ply. Should I size up or keep it the same size? I'll ask you one question, Big Mare. 
when you wear that 61 double ply, can you grab the bar at maximum width by yourself? Just answer that one question. Raw, only a broomstick, else it's too heavy. <laughs> Just tell me you took a swing and benching a broomstick once. I'm, I'm actually going to probably say that the next time it asks. <laughs> Amber says, you nailed it. I think if they're not being trolls, then most want to know the raw numbers because they have nothing else to compare it to. Yeah. Precisely. That's, I know. You know, if someone's like, oh, I can throw a baseball as hard as I fucking can and it goes 30 miles an hour. How hard can you throw a baseball and how fast does it go? Like, people just want to know in relation to that. So, big merit. No, I can't. Okay. So, that, uh, then yeah. so that yeah. means I would say go up a size. Yes. Because <clears throat> now if you said... If it was big enough on you where you could grab it by yourself, then I say stay the exact same size and go up one layer. But because if you have if you have trouble doing it, if you have somebody helping you get your hands out, that means it probably fits right. I would go up a size if you're going to go up a layer. Yes. Yeah. And then on here, the first time I tried a black bench daddy slingshot, I felt so many different things happening in my body that I've never felt before. Felt like I'm having to quickly answer more questions than raw. Yeah, raw. You do this. Okay. Sure did. You can't do that. Yeah. There's a lot more that goes into it. But you can't tell anybody that because it is cheating. Bud. God, you're <laughs> such a grumpy ass sometimes. What is the best bench press accessory for raw benching, rep ranges? I think volume is the key and training at a mechanical disadvantage. So if you bench with a mechanical advantage for your raw one, one rep max, when you compete, you should probably use your best leverage bench. You know, your grip, your arch, super, this is mechanically efficient. So train like this. It's mechanically inefficient. Go on incline, train like this. Uh, floor press with different hand grips and positions and pausing Stuff like that. Train the lifts that you suck at. Train the lifts that are hard for you. That's what I recommend. That just reminded me, like, a while but when you first started your Patreon, you used to say something like, train the stuff you suck at, or, like, you would come in and be like, okay, what sounds like the worst thing I could do today? Yep. Like, mm -hmm. what's the hardest thing? What do I not want to do the most? Yes. And like, do that. here's four options. Which one sounds like it's going to suck the most? Yes. And that's what you would do. Yep. Do the things Which, you suck at. That that takes a lot of mental because I can't right I can't there, tell you what your what the best prep what the best accessory would be for raw because I don't know where you're weak. You know what your weakness is. I, if you know that you can flat easy numbers, I I never want to undermine somebody. But if you can flat bench four hundred five competition style four hundred five, but you can't handle two twenty five on the floor with a close grip pausing with like a two-second tempo that you obviously have a really large weakness in that area you should probably do that so it just depends on what and if you're... you guys are feeling like oh i have this weakness i don't know how to fix it just reach out shoot him a message um or you can email him at what is it the cold strong the cold strong the cold strong at gmail i should know i run it <laughs> sorry it's my brain um, just send him a message, shoot us an email, and he can be like, okay, are you doing this, this, and this, just through, like, conversation to help you fix those weak points by giving you shit that sucks, that, that's hard. And I answer my DMs. I always, I love 
I'll probably answer you with a with voice, a voice of, with a yeah. voice message. So just message me on Instagram too if you need something. Yeah. Do you own or use in the past any slingshot ram, etc., that needs to be worked in like a one ply, or they all put shake and bake bench? I'm not sure what you mean. Uh, all every every slinger tool, slingshot, bench daddy, widowmaker, rams. Metal has the catapult, it's just a fucking knockoff slingshot. They're all made of wrap material. Same concept. Same concept, design. slightly different designs, different materials, different colors, different labels, but they're all made of wraps. And they all store energy by elasticity. So no, I've never had, you can't, that's why band shirts can't compare to poly at all. That's why they're in a completely separate division. That was what pissed us off initially was, Oh yeah, that's multiply. Like, oh, fuck it ain't, dude. You can't mm -hmm. beat multiply records with something that's completely fucking different. Yeah. When they finally got separated, that's, that's when you said okay. That's yeah. where okay, now this is good. This is a completely different thing. We recognize it as being different. Cool. Mm -hmm. But no, um, that's that's one of the fun things with these new tools, these bench tools, supercharged rams, widowmakers, band shirts. You don't really have to break them in. You put it on, you can just start fucking using it. It will be stiffer initially, but once it breaks in over time. You're good to go. Um, so no, I've, I've never had one of these things that needs to be worked in like a one ply. It's completely different. Would you use your reverse grip with a bench shirt in competition if it was allowed? It I is, bet it is allowed. It is allowed. Yeah. You just never fucking see it. Um, I said I th a year ago, I said that at some point in my career, I will do a competitive bench with reverse grip. It's just not popular. It's just not, you never fucking see it. And I'm like, how it. heavy can you actually, you're, you're not going to be able to hold 1,400 pounds right there. No. There's I, no way. I would want to bench, I would want to competitively bench a grand with reverse grip. Oof, buddy. I've held 900 pounds with my technique, and that hurt. But I didn't, you know, I didn't do it. But anything. it's like anything else, I guess. You got to work up to it. Yeah. So yes, it is allowed. It's just not popular. And like, I guess if it just hurts for that one lift. Mm-hmm. Of all people, you should be able to suck it up and push through it because yeah. you just, yeah. your brain like switches off to the, you just push through everything. Yeah. Which I'm proud of. That's a good thing. <clears throat> Would you recommend rep work in the three to five boards? Uh, if it's raw, yes. If also depends on how long your arms are. Yeah. A five board wouldn't do shit for you. A four board barely <laughs> does anything for me. A five board, I, 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 would, yeah. I would take the weight out. It would just be on the board automatically. I wouldn't have any range of motion. Kind of just scrape it across the board. Yeah. Kind of if it's raw, yes. Any from two board up is pretty much worthless for shirt work. Uh, occasional two board work is okay, but for shirts, I think one boards and half boards, two board, three, four, five should all be done raw. That's my opinion. <clears throat> you okay? Yes. You got hiccups. Yes. Yeah. When we're using the F6 for that little section, what alterations were done to it, if if any at all? Um, How many sessions did you do in that? Not that many. Probably like five or six. That many? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, KLA Collar from Anderson Powerlifting. Use this code. Kolb Strong. Yep. They won't be able to see that on YouTube. There's no... Well, see. <laughs> it's just Kolb Strong. Kolb Strong. <laughs> My phone's down here. Yeah. So uh, KLA Collar. I had the shoulder seams reinforced. That's very important. The F6 construction is just taking two flat layers and doing this and then sewing right there. When you flip it inside out, you have the seam of the F6 on the chest. 
That's why the shoulder seams reinforced to where it looks like a katana. That's good. Uh, have the sleeves shortened and tightened. He gets them shortened on every shirt because he's got such a short I guess my area. humorous bones are super short. I don't so know. that's like if you have long arms and you don't need them shortened, <clears throat> or if you have short arms and you do, like that's all personal preference. I had, I had an extra six inches added to the bottom length of the shirt so it wasn't a crop top on me. And the chest plate was downsized slightly, I think. Mm -hmm. Let's see. When I saw your 1035 at York, you inspired me to start getting into equipment. I'm glad. That's so cool. I'm very glad. That was one of my favorite meets ever. That was your first grand, right? 1035? Yes, 1035. Yeah. Uh, March of 2020. You're going to bench 1300 and multiply, Brian says. Um, <clears throat> I want to bench 1200 and single ply first. I'd be impressed if you can do, like, you couldn't even get 11 or 12 to work in a multiply before. It's all you ever did was never touch and get pissed off. It's so it's so cumbersome. I, I like the reliability of single ply. Now here's one thing I might do. This is kind of cool. I have a katana that used to be a double ply, but is now a single ply chest shirt with double ply sleeves. But still multiply. Still multiply because the sleeves are double layered. That's not single ply anymore. But that's gonna. I, I did that because I got a double ply katana from Ken, Kevin, and I couldn't get it to work. It was just too fucking much. I said, "Fuck this, Kevin. Can you please take a layer out of the chest, leave the sleeves double ply, and add diamond grid stitch uh, to the sleeves to add extra tricep support?" So I got both best of both worlds. So you feel like the sleeves really make that big of a difference with tricep support? Yes. I mean, you're a tricep dominant bencher, so that makes sense. Well, the, that's why the F6 kind of sucked for me because it's so thin. Mm -hmm. I could pop anything off the chest, but there was nothing to support the triceps at the top. Because when you hear people talk about shirts, I I don't know why this just clicked for me. Everyone's always talking about benching off the chest plate and mm -hmm. benching off the collar, mm -hmm. but you're <laughs> able to make the sleeves work. If the sleeves are tight, it can make the rest of the shirt work. Huh. The sleeves are like the wheels on the NASCAR. Uh, race car. Yeah. So I have the double ply sleeves for tricep support, but the single ply chest for the reliability and the spring that I can get from single ply. So best best of both worlds. So that might be the multi ply shirt that I use. But I want to bench twelve hundred pound single ply before I do anything else. Let's take it one record at a time, bud. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. How do I this gets overwhelming? <laughs> <clears throat> How do I program the raw bench press for peaking program for comp? I'm not the person to ask. I've never peaked. I've never cycled. I've never periodized. I don't. I don't do any of that stuff. I'm really a really bad person to ask that question specifically. I. How do I program the raw bench press for a peaking program? I don't know. I've never. Who done it. would know is Amber. Amber would know. Amber Hansen or Amber Alice on Instagram. Great person to go to for advice. I don't do that. I just lift heavy weights all the fucking time because I enjoy it. And my simple philosophy is if you're training to bench super heavy weights on the platform, you should probably tr train with super heavy weights in the gym. I, I, don't, I don't like the idea of peaking. I don't like the any of that crap. I just like to lift heavy weights. So ask somebody else who is more intelligent with that specific thing. Mm -hmm. 
Lemon Lime Kool-Aid is asking, is Kate doing a meet soon? Uh, I'll do the mock meet in August with our gym. Our gym has a mock meet, she'll do. And then Pro-Am in April. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's the plan. That's the plan. We'll see. If I can start being a little more consistent, because we're traveling and yeah, running businesses. Know. and Fuck. Unlike my husband. My husband, the gym is first. And he always gets it in to 100% capacity. I, on the other hand, will be like, hey, I have 56 orders I have to get out. And emails and all this stuff, so I'm just not going to go to the gym today. And then it one day turns into two, and then it's been two weeks. So yeah. we're working on that. But the plan is to conquer that and then move on and do a meet. Tom, I have it. Nine on one squat, fifteen hundred bench, and a six hundred pound deadlift is three thousand to one total. <laughs> that is nice, but you're getting a poly total. I want a poly total first, yes. Yeah. Unlimited total after, sure, but that three thousand is going to be all poly. Mm. Um, do you have any intentions of doing a meet in Hawaii, like maybe a Wabdle meet? I love the Wabdle Federation. I always have. I grew up with it. Uh, Hawaii? <laughs> I would. I'm gonna say, just because it's Hawaii, probably not because I've seen a lot of stuff from people in Hawaii, like natives of Hawaii, are begging people to stop coming there because they're running out of resources. Like the natives don't have access to like water and food and stuff because all of the resources are being allocated towards tourists, and tourists are coming there and just making life miserable for natives and they're polluting and they're jacking up the cost of living for people in Hawaii who already don't have resources. So like for me, I have no desire to vacate. Like I'm sure Hawaii is beautiful. It's gorgeous, but I have no desire. What? It's hot. Or is it just like a hot button topic? I don't know. That is why I would not want to go to Hawaii because I, I don't want to, tread on the natives who are literally begging people to stop they're like if you give us a year so we can get our shit together and stop struggling so bad cool but the government's like we need money anyway so that's that's my answer i guess i don't i guess i have to but if you wanted to go to a wabdo meet we can't I'm, i can't afford it There's you also no... hate flying that would be a hell of a flight Dude, oh. Imagine no. getting stuck on a plane with a kid behind you all the way to Hawaii. I wouldn't make it. And you'd fly over water. I wouldn't that make it. That out a little. I, uh, I don't see that in our future uh, just because of that, but also the cost. Um, I would love to, but I don't think that's going to be in the future for us. Yeah. Uh, when you buy the Widowmaker, do you get the recommended size according to your body weight as suggested on the website? No. It's a good guideline, but I just do it by trial and error. Um, Rob sent me three to begin with, like, a while ago of different sizes, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll try this one, I'll try this one. Yeah. Depends on single loop, double loop. Um, I just get, I, I, so, like, for for it, for inspirational purposes only, I guess, I'm five foot five, about 320 pounds. With a single loop, I use a medium. With a double loop, I use an XL. I've tried the large because my buddy has one, and it's just too fucking extreme. The XL is about as much as I can tolerate. So medium single loop, XL double loop. 
So someone compare that to the chart and I guess figure uh, out. Mark Selyakov, I don't know if I'm saying that right, uh, said, I'm not scared of Alfredo. So, I don't know what the backstory on that Alfredo. is, if there is one. I'm not afraid of Alfredo either. <laughs> I don't know. There's no, like, comments from Alfredo no on here, so anything. I don't know. Okay. Um. <laughs> We're friends. I'm not afraid of him. <laughs> but I just thought that was funny. We were both Unless slaves. he's not talking about our friend Alfredo and he's know. talking about pasta. I, I don't, don't know. fucking clue. But. We were both slaves to the same fucking institution, so... How long have you been lifting for? 18 years as of last month. Do you think you'll ever do seminars outside the USA? Because Equipped is much more in play in the USA, especially two plane up. So cool thing is that uh, Emma and Calais, what, how do you pronounce her last name? Uleto James. Uleto James, those two, Calais and Emma, want to fly us out to the UK to do a seminar out there next year sometime. So uh, we will... Let you and know. that's going to be like a big one, probably like a couple weeks of going to yeah. a lot of different places. Two to three weeks of travel. We would host like multiple seminars. Yeah. They want to fly us out there for us to do that. So that'll be next year sometime. Don't have a time Potentially, frame. like it's still yeah. in the very early planning stages. There you go. There's, uh, that's it. So yeah. do we have anything? I want to try uh, to yeah. wrap it up soon, but look what we got on YouTube. Your advice about hitting numbers in the gym and knowing you can handle certain weights helped me tremendously rather than peaking. Good. Um, and then morning, afternoon, or evening training? Evening. Uh, for muscle building, this is going back to like bodybuilding and stuff, but muscle building, it's good to train in the morning because of the, the balance. Uh, something about the way your hormones are compared in the morning compared to at night. So if you want to train for huh. size, train in the morning. Training for strength is better done at night. Really? Mm -hmm. I just like doing it in the morning because I make less excuses. Yeah. I just get there and do it. So, yeah. Um, uh, and then Cody said, you should come up to Spokane and hand off for my comeback meet when you guys are over here. We actually don't know if we're coming out anymore. We, um, uh, it's just a lot of money. and Tons like, of money to fly out there. And, the, and we're moving. And we've yeah. got July is packed. We've got... Seminar, 4th of July, cookout, meet, meet, meet. It's, yeah, so it's just a lot. We're taking on a bit more than we thought we were yeah, this year. Too much. Yeah. Uh, we need that money But eventually we will. Like, yeah. we'll come out there at some point once things mellow out for us a bit. What else we got here? We're getting too close to the end. Um, that's it. Zachary Donald, who talked about the Wabdo, just said that's pretty cool. Cool. What's your political views? I don't do that kind we of are crap. not talking about politics on here. Nope. Sorry. I don't talk about politics ever. Have you ever thought of joining the World's Strongest Men cost by Giants Live? No, I'm not a strong man. I'm a power lifter. More specifically, I'm a bench-only guy. And he's not built for it. Nope. Too short. But you know who is? Bobby Thompson. Bobby Thompson. If you guys don't follow Bobby Thompson, you probably should. We're a friend with Bobby Thompson, so... Uh, no, uh... So he's our favorite? Yeah. We were big. We're we completely biased, yeah. Do you see Julius Smith's 804 thoughts? I saw him miss it. Um, thoughts? I don't know. He just wasn't strong enough today, I guess. Gotta he'll get that lockout, bud. He'll come back. He'll come back next time and hopefully do it. I don't have anything else to really say about it. I hope he does it. Well, the, if the world hasn't been nuked or gone to utter beep, utter shit, probably, <laughs> I might just make it. I know you like carbs, so I'll bring you some famous Dutch syrup waffles. Holy shit. 
that's that's gonna be fun too. Like eating all sorts of different yeah. foods over there. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. So yeah, um, they'll be. I'm, I'm sure Callie and Emma will have all the, uh, the you goods. know, the good all the the the, the information of the like, hey, we're gonna be in this spot. We're gonna be in this spot. We're gonna be in this spot. Whatever. So, um, hopefully, we see a lot of familiar faces or familiar names anyway mm -hmm. when we come over there. That'd um, be so cool. That would be oh, cool. How funny. <laughs> um, and then David, he did answer this one earlier. Um, do you have an opinion on classes for equipped unlimited for all band shirts? All band shirts right now are unlimited. Yeah. No matter if it's a single ply, double ply, triple, four, five, seven. I've seen that too. So there, it's all unlimited, no matter what. Yeah. And I, and a lot of polys are getting put in unlimited. You know. Yeah. That's um, okay, David. Yeah. Thanks for the question, though. If you're just jumping on, like. Yep. If if you go back and listen, he gives like a way deeper answer, like after this is over. But that's the general answer for right now. Yep. And then, would you do a meet in the UK? If there was a meet over there. Uh, I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Would that be considered like? world's strongest or like uk's strongest bench then or not because you're not no because i'm not a citizen of of that of that okay. so like calais and emma are citizens like he's yeah. from finland she's from the uk so like they are like europe's yes. strongest couple yes and then individually they're europe's strongest benchers yes yeah yeah um i've always lifted for 10 years but recently tried squatting uh, bench deadlift at five rep sets. I tend to get injured with five rep sets, though. Can you build as much strength with high rep sets? Thank you. No, unfortunately, the, the rep ranges for strength are optimal at five and below. If you're, oh, if you're training five, if you're training higher than five sets of eight and ten, you are going to develop some strength, but you're more or less building muscle at that point. Hmm. Optimally, you want to train at five and below. If you're getting injured, you might maybe something else is going on. Uh, I would try to assess what the problem is and train at five and below if you want to gain strength. You're gonna have to. You have to train the doubles. You gotta train the triples. You gotta do the five by fives, the singles. Not me side eyeing you as we do sixes and eights today. You did twos, too? I mean, too. I did that, too. It's a whole friggin' wave, but... Volume is good, but to build strength in the long run, you have to do your... your, your, your I mean, reps. it's working because my upper body is, like, fucked. So, yeah. there's so. that. And then, do you have a favorite federation? IPA. IPA. I love Wabdol. I love RPS. I love... APF. I'm okay with the APF. Uh, that's well, probably it. That's, that's probably your list. Yeah, I, I've done. I've done almost every federation out there. USBA can get fucked. USA I was like, we don't have to go fucked. through the ones you don't like. Uh, it was pretty public. USPF was a strange federation for me. I did USPF yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Is that still around? Yeah, it's it's almost on it. It's like West Virginia. And... XBC treated you pretty well. XBC we was Ohio. all right. Yeah, but XBC. There's only like, are they only in Ohio? I don't know. All, I don't know. I don't but know. Uh, USPF was kind of funny because um, I went to a meet. And I was trying, I think I, my first official, like, 550 bench was at a USPF meet. And I was benching single ply. They had two divisions. They had raw, whatever. Single ply, double ply. The rules for single ply was you had a start command and a rack command. There was no press call. What? Yep. You had, you had to have, you, ha you still had to pause. But they wouldn't get, you had to have, like, a training partner give you a press call. So they'd say, start. 
And then rack. That's so weird. You still had to pause, but the judge would not say press. Huh. You had to pause in your own accord, convincingly, and then press. Did you see, like, lifts get failed because they were like, you didn't pause long enough? Not in my experience because I didn't do it often okay. enough. That's wild. And then double ply, it was just press and rack. There was no start command. It was, it was called Division 1, Division 2. So Division 1 was single ply. Division 2 was double. Who made that federation? I don't fucking know. It, it's been around since the wow. 80s. Weird. Um, so that was kind of weird. And then also one thing was they were saying how you had to touch your chest. But you could, if you wanted, you could touch your belly and then drag it to your chest. What the shit? And then press from there. That's, that's totally legal. You can touch your belly, then bring it to your chest from there. I was like, Uh, what? no thank you. <laughs> that's weird as hell. So that was one of the first things I did with it's Adam It's like making Hicks. me scratch my head. Like, whoop. Me and Adam Hicks did that meet out at the uh, playing field, that little community center. Mm-hmm. Where, where they had those torpedoes. That yeah. Were, that's it, not, I wasn't there. No, you were not there for that. Yeah. That there, there was a meet out there, but it was USPF. Then when you were there, it was an APF meet. Yeah. I did my total. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same location, different fed. Gotcha. Uh, that John Elick was there. He dumped 600 pounds on his face. At the SPF? USPF. USPF? Mm -hmm. Probably because he had a... Who does that? that that's USPF. Uh, weird. Weird, weird, weird. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Anyhow, let's see. Um, last question, then we'll end it. What made you want to move to Ohio because weather is diarrhea in the winter? You are absolutely oh, we know. fucking correct. We've totaled plenty of cars in the Ohio winters. Friends, connections, mostly. That's where we're from. We're from yeah. there, but mostly cost of living. Yeah. We do not, under any, we do, there's not a cell in my body that wants to leave unleashed. Yeah. With the family and the friends we have there. But unfortunately for us, we just. We're just not getting anywhere. As adults, we have to make an adult decision. We cannot live in Virginia anymore. It Our is, rent just keeps going up. We're living in the slums of the state. We can barely fucking afford it. Yeah. It's so fucking And we've outgrown expensive. this place. Like, we run two businesses out of 468 square feet, and we live here. We have three pets. Yeah. Like, right it's, now, we're like, where we're sitting, You got, it doesn't look like anything. Like, this is our closet with all of our clothes behind us. Yeah. Over here, so, it's all our screen printing stuff. Like, in front of us, it's a fucking mess. Stuff. There's just so much stuff. Because we, we just... Like, and, and, you could say, oh, well, why don't you just move closer to the gym? We drive 45 minutes to get to the gym back and forth. 45 minutes there, 45 minutes back. Well, yeah, but then if we did that, our rent would increase by $500. Yeah, I mean, minimum. automatically. Any, anywhere else we live in this state, yeah. our rent's going to be $500 more. And we're paying over $900 for 400 square feet. Yeah. If we go anywhere else, it's going to be 15, 13, 14. 15, something like that. Yeah. So, no, we're not, we, we just cannot afford it anymore. So, so we can go to Ohio and spend six fifty a month yeah. on more two beds. Yeah, 800 square feet. Yeah. All, the, all the apartments I've found, even single bedroom that are an extra 300 square foot, single bedrooms, are, are $300, $400 cheaper than this. Yeah. That's what's drawing us back, is the price. Yeah. We but we're can't. excited that we're also going to be in that area where we've got so many cool lifters and gyms, and it seems like... From Ohio, it's faster to travel everywhere than it is from well, here. Yeah, because you don't got garbage-ass fucking traffic like you do in this fucking state. So, and I get to be by my grandma and my sister. Yeah. That's great. So there you go. That's that's the reason why we're going back to Ohio. It's, yeah. It's, it's purely, really, it's financial. Money, yeah. So. Money and growth. Yeah. All right. Good talk, bud. Good talk, good talk. Glad to be on here with you, Yeah, this is the first Instagram. time we were ever live on YouTube, so that's exciting. 
It, it will get better I over hope. time. Yeah. Uh, this will get. We're gonna improved. get another chair, so we're not like. Yeah. <laughs> sitting like this. It's not that short. It's just the no. difference in height of the chairs. So thank you all for being on here. Uh, thank you for hopping on. Thank you for hopping on. Uh, Saturday nights generally we go live. I like to answer questions, get as much information out there as possible. Uh, we do have a seminar coming up in the Boston area at Mass Iron. If you're interested, yep. take it's us actually or, in Hanson. I think it's Hanson, Hanson, Massachusetts. There you go, Hanson, Massachusetts. It's like yep. the, the greater portion of Boston. I don't know it's only an talking. hour from Salem. Yep. So we might. It's our anniversary week too. Yep. Nine so, years. Yeah. Yeah. Nine years. So. Wedded chaos. So if you're in the Boston area, make it over to Mass Iron Barbell for a seminar in person with me. Uh, tickets are on sale right now. You just got to message Mass Iron. We go mm -hmm. live on Saturdays after our bench workout. So I like to go live and talk about it, talk about what's going on. And, and most importantly, answer questions yeah. and get them answered. So And then this will be up on YouTube. It'll also be on our podcast, just the Cold Strong Power podcast. Um, Spotify, Apple, anywhere you listen. It's like eight or nine platforms yep. up there. Yep. Uh, we also have a scholarship. Oh, you can't see my shirt, but we, we're on a scholarship for young lifters. She is. You guys can check that out. What am I? No, Amber. She is. I bet oh. Amber's from there. Oh, yeah, she is. Um, if you check out Cold Strong Scholarship, like .com, we've got a website on Instagram. Uh, we give away money to young lifters. Yep. And we're going to host a fundraiser. Yes, I have next a... Month. I have a bench panel coming up, about 11,000-pound bench pressers. Myself, Rich Putnam, Ryan Canelli, Scott Middleton, Tiny Meeker, Tony Carlino, Rob Farrell. We're all hopping mm -hmm. on. We're going to have a bench, a live bench panel to where you can all answer us questions live. Yeah. Tickets will go live here, I think, hopefully this week. Yeah, I'm going to put it together well, probably tonight, actually, when we get off here. I'll make you, you some dinner. Yep. Make you some rice. Yep. And chicken yep. with salt. Yep. <laughs> That's it. Yep. Because <laughs> he's so boring. So everybody have a fantastic rest of your night. Have a good rest of your weekend. We will see you next week here on the Cold Strong Power Podcast doing benching and bullshitting, one of our favorite things to do. Have yeah. a nice rest of your weekend, and then we will see you soon. Thanks, guys. All right, now I have to...